Good morning, church family. Thank you so much for joining us today online. We are thrilled. And as you just hop on, we are going to play kind of the newlywed game, but co-worker version. So Pastor Marcus is going to join us. And we have three colored popsicle sticks. So red will be for Pastor Marcus, blue for Pastor Lucas, and yellow for myself. And this can't start any feuds. Let's just all be big people right now because some <laughs> of these could potentially be hurtful, not oh. for real. Okay. <laughs> so what kind of questions are we asking? So while while you guys are signing on, we're just glad that you're here. So just uh just say hey. In the comments, let us know you're here. That would be really helpful. And uh, good morning to everybody that's with us. But yeah, this is just uh, get give you time to sign on. <laughs> and grab a copy. Feel free to add your comments about who you think it is too. Yes, please follow along with us. Okay, who is the best chef? Definitely Pastor Marcus. Okay, who is the best driver? Oh. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> I think our I think our definitions yeah. our definitions of best is maybe different than that's true. that's me by the way yeah, law abiding yellow yeah, okay <laughs> who <laughs> listens to the best music uh, you guys can choose your own like I'm partial to myself but that's just because I like my own music but in terms of in the office <laughs> that was brandy points right there because yeah. I listen to a lot of Disney and Broadway okay <laughs> um who laughs the most uh I think yeah we're, yeah hey we're unanimous for the first time who's the most organized uh wow thanks guys yeah you clearly are wow for I sure like, wow. A, okay wow. who is the best happy. style uh okay. i'm gonna go i'm gonna choose a tie because wow. i that. it's not me okay i don't know if you can but i'm going with it because I made the game. So, <laughs> who has the best handwriting? Oh, uh, uh, can I tie? If, yeah. If you're going to tie, I'm going to tie. You can tie. Have, we both have nice writing. Yeah. I think Marcus is better writing than me. Okay, who's the messiest? Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. My office is always a mess. Okay. <laughs> who, because Pastor Marcus is at our house a lot, who controls the TV remote? uh it's i mean it is not <laughs> i would have if i had to choose like one of your family i would maybe choose kaylee yeah but i mean i would choose lucas in this moment yeah okay uh who uses their phone the most oh i don't know i'm just gonna throw myself under the bus yeah, i was gonna throw myself too <laughs> i think it's lucas okay who's most likely to get lost <laughs> if we were all trapped on a desert island but separate we're not together like we're on our own islands yeah okay but at the same time who's yeah. gonna survive the longest 100 lucas <laughs> yeah okay. no doubt who's most adventurous uh oh define adventure though i'm gonna go time not me okay who's the loudest uh whoa <laughs> Nice. I like that we each chose we ourselves. All just, all just threw ourselves under the bus. Who is the funniest? Uh, I'm gonna do this. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You're allowed. You it's you true. are. You're very witty. Um, who is the shortest attention span? I'm gonna do this Sorry. for sure. Hundred <laughs> percent. 
Who's the most creative? Uh, either, not just not me. Uh, I'm going with Lucas. I'm tying you guys. Who dances best? None of us. Um, yeah, <laughs> Can I we would not, not put anything up. I would not up? put anything up on okay. that one. We can't. <laughs> Although I, I give a vote. Actually, okay. I give a vote. I, mean, I can't for, dance. You I'll want put... a disco? Yeah, but I, that doesn't mean I can. <laughs> Okay, I think anyone who wants to disco gets that. Who would be most likely to climb Mount Everest? Uh, okay, and last one. Who drinks the most coffee? Oh, definitely oh, no, me. No. Oh. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I, okay. I basically wow. need an IV. Yeah. I've been living on coffee during this whole season. It's, it's been, just like, been really bad. Yeah. It's been, it, it is. Guys, right we're going on. through a lot of coffee in the office. So mm -hmm. awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We have a few announcements for you this morning. First is that Mother's Day is next week, like Sunday, May 10th. So dads out there, this is your heads up that Mother's Day is coming and there are going to be no gifts at church. Kids aren't coming home with things from school. So you have seven days. You're going to be good at this. Also, because we can't gather here at the church, we want to do something different and we're going to do a tribute video and we need your help with that. And so you have until Wednesday, uh, this Wednesday to do the tribute video. Mm -hmm. And there was a link sent to your inbox. We'll send that out again to you, but also you can find that online on our website, myevangel.church. Well, in this season, we wanted to be outward focused um, as we are getting poured into and growing in our faith. We don't do that just so that we can be stagnant pools of water. We do that so that we can be cups overflowing um, and spread the hope and the life that we've found in Jesus. And so we have two ways that you can be part of what Evangel Church is a larger organization is doing. And you can do that uh, by either bringing in some gift cards as you're going to the grocery store, mm -hmm. would you just throw a gift card onto that conveyor belt? And that will be used to be able to meet needs really quick as they arise for people that just find themselves having a hard time making ends meet. But also we wanna come alongside the Salvation Army Food Bank. And so you can also bring in non-perishable food items. They're really looking for things that are kind of a meal in a box or a meal in a can like chili or craft dinner or things like that, um, that can go a long way to help families that again, are having a hard time making ends mm -hmm. meet right now. So we, if you bring that into the church, we will arrange a uh, pickup and delivery for that. So it'll be safe for you, contactless, etc. So the last thing we just wanted to um, make you aware of, and it's maybe not a really touchy-feely thing, is that um, as a church, we rely on your generosity and your faithfulness. And one of the things that's really stuck with me, it was from a podcast I was listening to, was that in this season... When everything is shaken, we find out what we really valued and what we really believed in. Because when we're on solid ground, um, we can add the extras to our life. But when everything is kind of shifting and sorting, we 
get to see what our values truly are. Mm -hmm. And you know that at Evangel Church, one of our values is generosity, that generosity makes room in our hearts for others. But we also believe in the principle of tithing, the first fruits, bringing 10% of what God blesses us with back to him um, and through the local church so that we can expand his heart to the world around us. And so I just want to ask you in this season, as everything is shifting and sorting, what are your values around generosity and around contributing to the church? We had a rougher April, uh, March. We were so blessed by the faithfulness of our church is above um, what our expenses were for April. It was a little bit under, but thanks to that surplus from March, we were able to cover all of our bills, but we need you. And so if what we are doing as an Evangel Church family is adding to your faith journey, it's adding value to your life, it's deepening your relationship with God, would you contribute to what we're doing here? And so you can do that with drive-through generosity. We're here Monday through Thursday from nine to five, and you can drop off uh, checks or cash or use the debit machine here. We're also here every Sunday from nine to noon. And if you go to myevangel.church, there's a little green icon in the corner of every page, and that will bring you to a giving flow through Rebel Give, and you can give online there. So we don't wanna like guilt anyone into this, but we also believe that we are to shoulder this burden of the church together. If we are part of a family, then we draw together in these seasons to bear the load. And so we thank you in advance for your faithfulness um, to the mission of Evangel Church. So can I pray with you and pray for the offering before we pass it over to Pastor Lucas? So God, thank you that you are always enough. God, I thank you for your provision and protection in this season. And so we just pray in advance for whatever is going to come in. God, we believe that you are still the God of loaves and fishes, that you can multiply to cover everything that's needed. And so, God, we pray for that for our church. We pray for that for the homes that are tuning in this morning. Would you be the God that multiplies what we have? Would you cover? Would you expand? God, we just pray that as um, this season continues to wear on, that it would be one that we would look back on. We would see your hand of mercy. We would see your hand of faithfulness. We would see your hand of grace because you are here. Would you give us eyes to see you in your precious name? Amen. Amen. And I think I think we need to um, commend too. Uh, you guys have been so faithful, and the fact that we uh, even April, as as we look at the numbers, um, we've done our very best to bring expenses down. But you've been faithful. You you've been showing up. So thank you. I just commend you, affirm you, and I know that it's not just about keeping an organization afloat. Uh, for many of you, this is this is a a rhythm that you have implemented in your lives over the years, and you know the blessing that generosity brings to your own lives. And so just wanna commend you and thank you for all that you're doing. So if you have your Bibles, why don't you turn with me Hebrews? Uh, we're gonna be jumping into our series. And so thank you so much for joining us. And we just really hope that this does add value to your journey of faith and to your families. And um, 
yeah, we're just so we're just so honored that we get to do this and continue to do this and have the technology to do it. So thanks for being with us. Um, I, I titled today "Rest in Three Parts." Rest in three parts because I was I was a little bit surprised at how complicated uh, Hebrews four one to eleven really was. Uh, when you begin to study it and dig into it, uh, it's quite complex and. This was this was kind of spoken to many of the commentary that I that I dug into. They were talking about the complexity of this kind of moment uh, for the writer of Hebrews. And if you're new with us today, we're in the middle of a, a series called Hebrews: The Supremacy and the Sufficiency of Jesus. And so, if you have your Bibles, I'd love to you for you to follow along. Um, if you are new, maybe to faith and exploring faith with us, and you don't have a Bible, can I just direct you to open a new tab right now? Whatever you're watching on, whatever device, just open a new tab in your browser and uh, look up myevangel.church forward slash Bible. Myevangel.church forward slash Bible. And you'll be able to get a Bible there, uh, digital, but you can also fill out the form. And we'd love to get, a, if you're in the Power River region, we would love to get you a hard copy Bible of your own. Our Just free of charge, our gift to you. Uh, we just really believe in getting God's word into the hands of people because there's everything to discover there. Um, while you're getting set for today's dive into Hebrews, um, turn to Hebrews 4, verse 1. And while you're getting there, I just want to give you a bit of what has been a sad revelation for me, a, a, a bit of a sad insight into my life. When, when people would ask me what my hobbies are, I would often list a whole bunch of things, but among that list would be, I love exercise. I love working out. I love physical exercise. E even though I have some old injuries that limit what I can do, I really, really enjoy it. But then as I, as I begin to think deeper about that answer, I realized that as soon as COVID-19 took the gym away from me, because the gym, my local gym here in Powell River had to close down. And so as soon as that gym was taken away, I have done very little in terms of exercise. I've, I've kind of come to discover that I don't love exercise as much as I love a particular form of exercise. I love weight training. I love the gym in terms of my exercise. And so, you know, I can't get excited really about going for a walk. That doesn't excite me unless it's maybe a hike with a great payoff. Um, you know, the thought of going out in my backyard and doing burpees, I'd, you know, I'd rather just maybe mow the lawn. Uh, so I don't love exercise. I love going to the gym. That's my hobby. But I was thinking, isn't that sort of true of faith journey if we're not careful? If we're not careful, this can become the reality for each of us. This, this awareness that what we loved about the Christian journey was the gathering of believers on a Sunday. For, for some, when, when that was removed, the passion to pursue God perhaps waned a little bit. Perhaps when that was removed, uh, God and faith wasn't quite as on your radar in the week to week. And now I don't know what that looks like for each and every one of you. But don't get me wrong, I, I believe that there's a strong theological case. We call it the, the ecclesiology, the, the gathering of the saints, what the church is. 
But, but I believe the Spirit has something for us this morning. And in this season, as, as we maybe adjust our passion points and enter into the rest and the presence of God on an individual basis, on a family unit basis. If you're taking notes, I'm going to ask you to write this down. Faith and obedience are the prerequisites to rest. Faith and obedience are the prerequisites to rest. In other words, the pathway to rest is paved by faith and obedience. Let's, let's read. If you have Hebrews chapter 4, let's jump in right at verse 1. Therefore, while the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us fear, lest any of you should seem to have failed to reach it. So here's the deal. Before we can really get at the heart of this message, we have to ask the question, what rest, what kind of rest are we talking about here? This sounds like a big deal. So let's, let's kind of take a bit of a journey into what are we talking about? You know, is the author referring to the rest that we often refer to as, you know, the peace of God? That rest that we have, that's, you know, that peace that surpasses all understanding. We talk about this all the time. But since this is written in the first century and the author is, is referencing Israel's history throughout this passage, are, are we referring to the rest that was associated to Israel coming into the promised land? Are, are we talking about that? promised rest of the promised land or or does it refer to sabbath rest because as you'll see a little bit later it's talking about god rested and this rhythm of living that instituted by god and creation this idea of sabbath the seventh day we rest and enter that rest just as god did or are we are we taking this this whole rest kind of principle all the way to that place where either we we pass away or Jesus comes and we enter eternity. Are we talking about that eternal rest? What is the author trying to say? The answer is actually all of the above. The answer is all of the above. In fact, this is, this is the point that the author is trying to make. Remember my sermon is called rest in three parts. There's three different words that, in a progression and in succession, the author uses three different words to just develop this idea of rest. Now, I will say that that eternal rest is the primary point being driven home in this progression. But there's a little more nuance going on here when it comes to the other references to rest. William Barclay says, and I paraphrase, the author is squeezing every drop of meaning out of the idea of rest. And here's the point, friends, and, and why we need to understand what the author is trying to do here. The answer is all of the above in terms of this concept of rest because they are all available to us through Jesus. In, in, the mo in a moment, the author will be speaking of the high priest, Jesus, who makes the way for us. Eternal rest and security, in other words, a, a peace of knowing God, a peace of knowing our soul is secure when we die in this lifetime, right now, the peace that we receive from God in, in the here and now. But also rest in, in, in the here and now, the, the, what, what we call the peace of God, and then the fulfillment of rest that the promised land of Israel represented the, to, to humanity as they entered the promised land and walked that out and showed the world what that looked like. But it also, the rhythms of the Sabbath rest of God, 
where we cease from working because he completed the work so we didn't have to. There's a way for us through Jesus to enter a place where we tick all those boxes. So let's get back to this passage in its entirety. We're going to read the entire thing. And so if you're with us, it'll pop up on the screen as well. But please have your Bibles open. Here we go. You ready? Starting verse 1. Therefore, while the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us fear, lest any of you should seem to have failed to reach it. For good news came to us just as to them. But the message they heard did not benefit them, because they were not united by faith with those who listened. For we who have believed entered that rest. As he said, as I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Although his works are finished from the foundation of the world, for he has spoken, he has somewhere spoken of the seventh day in this way. And God rested on the seventh day from all his works. And again, in this passage, he said, they shall not enter my rest since therefore it remains for some to enter it. And those who formally received the good news failed to enter because of disobedience. Again, he appoints a certain day. Today, saying through David so long afterward, in the words already quoted, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken of another day later on. So then, there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For whoever has entered God's rest has also rested from his works as God did from his. Let us therefore strive to enter that rest so that no one may fall by the same sort of disobedience. Remember, faith and obedience are the prerequisites to rest. And this is where we enter into attention. Faith alone is what delivers us from what was once bondage to sin and death and into life and rest. Faith alone. However, it's an obedience to our newfound Savior and Lord that works out that way of life and that rests for our souls. Now, here's where things need to be crystal clear. We don't earn our salvation through obedience. That, that is a work that God has already accomplished through the perfect obedience of his son, Jesus. But you do have to submit yourself to his way of making salvation and rest available to you. And this is what trips many up because you have to submit to his way of making it available to you. They hear that, that, that Jesus has, has made the way for them, but they don't want to submit their lives to that way. Let me illustrate it this way. When I scroll through my Instagram feed, I often come across a, a bunch of different contests. And, uh, and sometimes if it's a reputable company and I know the company, I'll enter these contests to see if, you know, you never know. You might win something. But usually they go something like this. They tell you, you know, like our Facebook page, follow us on Instagram, and then tag three people in the comments and you'll be entered to win. You know, how many have entered a, a, a similar contest online? And of course, that's unless you live in Quebec. I always feel bad for the people that live in Quebec. They always say, you know, unless you live in Quebec. Um, now, here's the deal. If I decided that I only want to tag two people and I only want to follow their Instagram account and I don't want to like them on Facebook, I, I can't really get all that mad when I discover I haven't been put into the contest because they define the terms. And I either 
walk out those terms or I don't. I'm either in the contest or I'm not. Faith in God and walking in salvation have some terms. There's some terms of entry that are non-negotiable. And this is where some take steps of obedience and others turn the opportunity down. And still others perhaps get lulled into a false sense of what it is to be a Christian. Faith in God demands that we are convinced that he is the one and only way to the Father, to the Creator. We, we can't just add Jesus as an add-on to our, our belief system. He is a new way of believing. He is a new system for living. The Christian faith demands that we repent of our sins, admitting that we're broken and in need of a Savior. And that's all of us, friends. That's every single one of us. Faith, it demands obedience because faith without works is dead. The threshold of faith and entering rest in God is the same for all of us, and it's non-negotiable. But none of these things earn us salvation, and we can't miss that. They are an outworking of the gift of faith that God gives us to believe. And, and there's a difference between working for salvation and working because of our salvation. There's a big difference. Sometimes our, our rest in this lifetime is contingent on the hard work that we do, not, not to earn salvation, but rather as an outflow of this great salvation we've been invited into. His way, it calls us to obedience and living different and learning that rest and peace are found both in him, but also in his ways. This is how we enter rest. That's why verse 11 says, let us therefore strive to enter that rest that no one may fall by the same sort of disobedience. Ray Raymond Brown says this, it is a strenuous, costly business to be a Christian. Believers must strive to enter the rest of the people of God. The word that is used describes the intense concentration of energy necessary to reach a desired goal. It demands everything we have got but always with the clear recognition that every virtue we possess and every victory won and every thought of holiness are his alone. Faith and obedience are the prerequisites to rest. All through the New Testament, there, there's a comparing and contrasting of two groups of people, those who believe and those who don't. It, it's described in the imagery of sheep and goats, uh, the wheat and the chaff. And I believe, friends, that there's a rest for you today. God, God has made a way for you to know his rest and to know his peace, not just for today, but also for the day you breathe your last as you enter into what is to come, what we would call our eternity. God has made a way for you. God has a rest for you. God has peace promised for you, and it's through his son, Jesus. But you have to enter that rest on his terms, not your own. Faith and obedience are the prerequisites to rest. I would dare say that this season has perhaps revealed some chinks in our armor. Those of us who have found rest in our, in our health, we've been shaken in this season. Those who have found perhaps rest in their wealth, 
have been shaken. Those who have found rest in our liberties have been shaken. It's moments like these when the foundations of our lives are revealed. Those who are at rest, those who have built their lives on the one who holds this world and their eternity in his hands, they are the ones who have found rest. So I humbly ask you to take a moment to evaluate. Evaluate your foundation. What or who is your life built on? What is it built on? Is it built on a Sunday gathering? Or does your faith and obedience go deeper than that? Do your roots reach down to the one who laid the very foundations of the universe? Perhaps you're listening and this is, you know, the first time you're hearing the good news that God has made a way for you, that he sent his son to be perfect so you didn't have to be, to do the work so you don't have to put the work in. He's done everything. There's a rest for you in this weary world. There's a wholeness for you in brokenness. And if that's you, I'd love to pray a prayer of faith with you. And then and then I want to close with a, a benediction that doesn't actually come from me. Um, but if that's you, perhaps you're here and you're realizing the foundations of your life are showing cracks. Friend, you need to enter the rest that God has for you. And that's through Jesus. So let's pray. Lord, thank you for your son, Jesus, that came and lived a sinless, perfect life, who gave me life. Lord, I thank you that you come into my heart and into my life. Would you do that today? Lord, I admit that I am broken and in need of a Savior. I'm in need of a Lord that can teach me a better way. Lord, I submit my life to that way. Would you forgive me of my sins? Would you heal me from my brokenness? Lord, I believe you are the Son of God. Would you come and change me? today in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. I would love it if that's your first time, if you could just give a, a comment or reach out to us through, through PM, private message or, or a direct message, um, or you can just visit myevangel.church forward slash pray, prayer, sorry, prayer, myevangel.church forward slash prayer. Just fill out the form. Let us know that you took that step and we would love to come alongside you in your journey of faith. But I wanted to close with this encouragement. I often read William Barclay for New Testament studies because he does a great job of kind of bringing uh, cultural uh, nuance and context to, to passages. However, I came across this moment in his writing where it struck me that he was writing with a bit of a prophetic edge. It was just a little bit different as, as, as I was reading it. And I wanted to share it with you. Now, before I do, I do want to say... I believe that scripture is a deep work. I believe that there are moments where scripture can have kind of a primary meaning, a primary emphasis, but then it can also, as you dig through the layers, you can kind of find some, some tertiary, some secondary revelation there. And this is kind of where he goes with this. And I wanted to read this, and I hope this encourages you. It may be a bit of a benediction towards you as well. There is a very interesting question of meaning in verse one. I think this will come up on the screen for you. We have taken the translation, beware lest any of you be adjudged to have missed the rest of God. That is to say, beware that your disobedience and your lack of faith do not mean that you have shut yourself out from the rest 
and the peace that God offers you. That may very well be the correct translation. And friends, I, I do think it is. But there's another and most interesting possibility. The phrase may mean, beware of thinking that you have arrived too late in history to ever enjoy the rest of God. In that second translation, there, there's a warning. It is very easy to think that the great days of religion are past. It is told that a child on being told some of the great Old Testament stories said wistfully, God was much more exciting then. There's a continual tendency in the church to look back, to believe that God's power has grown less and that the golden days have passed. The writer to the Hebrews sounds a, a trumpet call. Never think, he says, that you have arrived too late in history. Never think that the days of great promise and great achievement lie in the past. This is still God's today. There is a blessedness for you, as great as the blessedness of the saints. There is an adventure for you, as great as the adventure of the martyrs. God is as great today as he ever was. Friends, I don't know about you, but sometimes, especially growing up in the church, I've been in the church my entire life. There are moments when you start to think, that all the great moments have passed. And our job is to just keep them alive, to keep the memory alive. Listen, I believe God and his spirit are moving today just as they, he has in the past. I believe this moment right now, this moment, God can reveal something deep to us as the church about who he is, that our foundations would be less rooted in the gathered church although that's still important. But listen, the gathered church is secondary to the roots going deep in relationship with our creator. And in this moment, I believe God is teaching us something as a generation, afresh and anew, about his anointing, about his promises, about his faithfulness, about who he is and who we are as a result of those truths. Friends, may we enter his rest. May you enter his rest as you make Jesus primary, as you come to Jesus in obedience, in faith, but also in obedience. May your salvation be attained through faith. May he give you a gift of faith to believe, but then may your works, may what you do be an outflow of that great salvation as we walk in obedience to him. And may we see greater days ahead than we've seen in the past. And may we have an expectation of that, an expectation that he is on the move. So thank you so much for joining us, friends. And I'm just going to invite Pastor Lisa back in. Well, we're so glad that you were tuned in today. And if you are exploring faith, we want to encourage you to reach out. We would love to have a dialogue with you. And so if you would be comfortable um, doing that by text message, and this goes for anyone, you don't have to be exploring faith, but if you just want to have a conversation with somebody, I know right now it's feeling a little lonely. Um, we would love to hear from you. So that number is 
604-210-8535. But we are also here in the office. And so if you would like to talk to someone on the phone, uh, go ahead and give us a call. That's 604-483-4283. Again, that's 604-483-4283. And if we can pray for you in any way, um, as you just continue to learn who Jesus is and you find your rest in faithfulness and obedience to him. We all have obstacles that we need to overcome in that. And the prayers of our brothers mm -hmm. and sisters in faith make such a difference in that. And we would invite you to visit myevangel.church forward slash prayer so that our team can be praying for you by name. Mm -hmm. So again, thank you so much for joining us today. And we will see you Thursday night right back here at seven o'clock for our Bible study. God bless everyone.